0: Hello, and welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer-tasting podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy, and with me, as always, is my co-host. It's it's me, Michael. Yeah, Michael, uh, how's I feel it going? Like this, it's like 60 Minutes or something over I here. I mean, they call me My Generation's Morally Safer for a reason, Michael. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember if Morally Safer was on 60 Minutes. I feel like he was, but I don't know for sure. I never watched. I think it. so.
1: You, maybe you were thinking of the uh, the Simpsons Halloween special where Homer is, you know, the Shining spoof. Oh yeah, and he's chopping down all the doors, and he's a
0: I'm morally safer. Yeah. Okay. I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. Uh, how's it going, <laughs> Jeremy? Uh, yeah, for, that we're recording that, a podcast. We are recording right, a yeah.
0: podcast. <laughs> I forgot about that there for a second. <laughs> it's going well, Michael. I'm uh, I'm sitting here with this. Themed unusual beer staring at me, but yeah. we're not going oh, yeah, we to talk yet. about that just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Let's see, in, well, I mean, that is the whole point of the podcast, <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> I
1: guess. So, yeah, uh, don't switch over to Howard Stern on Sirius XFM. XFM? XM,
0: um, FXM? is it that the FX Movies channel? Um, I think it is, is. a British
1: radio station. I think.
0: Yeah. Like one of those British pirate radio things that they made that movie Pirate <laughs> Radio about? Um, no, it was like a indie
1: station oh. where Ricky Gervais got his start.
0: There it is. That explains why you knew it. <laughs> That's why I know okay. what it is. Well, but, but Michael, enough, enough, we're, we're all over the place. We are. Well, let's focus. Let, let's focus. St- start me off. Give me something to talk about, Michael. What do you got for me?
1: Well, I thought we could go back again to the recent weekend where we were hanging out. Indeed we were. Um, with fellow comrades that sounds like a communist meeting with fellow friends I I can Um, be communist (laughs) and you did us the honor Jeremy of busting out a prestigious brew for uh, after after party aperitif
0: an aperitif that's what we're calling it
1: (laughs) yeah that's a little uh, underkill for uh, what you did
0: it probably has enough alcohol to be considered along like Cointreau or something like that, but... A porter, yeah. yeah. Um, we broke out my last bottle of 2014 Dark Lord. So, yeah. So, this is the joint beer break, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. To me, I'll just get it right into it.
1: This tasted different than the one that we had way back when, uh, when you were a special guest Indeed. with Mike and I. And so, was this a different year, Cause, or was this just an evolution of flavor from holding it?
0: It's it's both. Um. The one we had, I believe, was 2015. Okay. And if memory serves, we had that in late fall of 2015. Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. I remember,
1: yeah, you're about six months Six age, months. I think it
0: had about six months. Now... So what
1: did we have?
0: We, had, had, we had 14. So going back a year and waiting longer. Precisely. So this one was okay. a little over three years aged, which I'm told is... A pretty good time to drink one. The I, I feel the reasoning why people will give this bad reviews outside of the uh, the social aspect of uh, people like it, I can't like it. Uh, huh, huh, huh. Mm-hmm. Contrarian. The, to be con- That's the word I'm looking for. You just saved me yeah. a whole bunch of words there. <laughs> but there's always, always people that will open up a fresh bottle of it at Dark Lord and then crap all over it. And... This is, it's not, it's frankly, it's not good right out of the bat. Mm-hmm. It's way too sweet. All that sugar is still there and it hasn't had a time to break down. So in, that, in some respect, it's like if you drink a Belgian beer that's like really green. It tastes weird. It doesn't have time mm-hmm. to develop all those flavors. Same thing goes Yellow, with, yeah. with this one anyways. I don't know about all Imperial Stouts, but this one, faux show. Yeah,
1: and as I recall, again going off memories hard, that the one we tried at six months, I I remember it. Yeah, it was had a roasted flavor. Uh It was little sweet, very sweet. You know, a little boozy, and this one it was obviously boozy too. What are they? Fifteen percent, roughly. Um, But
0: this one had a much more
1: like almost like amino acid taste to it. Um, Amino
0: acids? What in the world do you mean by that?
1: Like um, soy sauce almost. Really? Type flavor. Yeah, that's like what I was picking up Now um,
0: a lot. I've never understood that. I hear that. Maybe it's like a cilantro soap sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I've heard people, it tastes like soy sauce. That was you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just a few seconds ago. (laughs) But... That's how you hear me in your head pretty, constantly. Well, I have a cold, <laughs> so you know. Um, okay. I've never gotten that. It, I, I've never gotten the umami flavor out of a beer before. Mm. And frankly, I don't want to have that, because that sounds disgusting. Um, it was a little... It was To me, it was a little weird, and I think I liked the one...
1: The first time I tried it versus this one. This was still good. It was oh, a very yeah. rich, different flavor, and it was a nice experience. But what were you getting out of it, Jeremy?
0: I get i got a almost uh a, a whiny sort of flavor okay. to like vine yeah. vinous vineous, I don't know what, but yeah, uh yeah,
1: and that's a word i think
0: lot lots of dark fruits uh yes, little yes. almost quad like in that respect, um so raisins currants, blackberries, I'm just pulling dark fruits out of my butt at this moment. <laughs> it's very much an odd duck of a beer. Because as you've established, it gets different. Like, it did. I don't remember it tasting like that when I had my last fourteen. Gr- mm-hmm. Granted, the last fourteen I had was uh, last June after I moved into my condo, and it was the variant. Oh, okay. The the vanilla one. The base is the same, but it's
1: have some more it has, adjuncts. In it there. has
0: more adjuncts. It has. Uh, different barrels yeah, in there. Like, I, I'm sure I've said it on the show, but the one I got this time was, as opposed to being in a bourbon barrel, was aged in a Muscat barrel. Yes, you, you showed it to me. Oh yeah, was, I did show it to you. It was numbered, handwritten numbered. It's got a free heel label.
1: Yes, yeah, it's like a... I don't know, like Slenderman or something
0: it's, on it's there. It's a little bit slender ish but not that stupid. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's... It's always an odd adventure having one of those. It just is just because it's so unusual and like like the Russian Imperial to go even further back, the Russian Imperial stout we had earlier that night at Big Grove was way more mm-hmm. of a traditional RAS. Whereas right. this one has tons and tons of coffee and vanilla beans and this and that. Maybe it's the Mexican vanilla. Yeah. Is the Mexican Something the Mexican vanilla crap, I forgot to give you some of the Mexican vanilla beer that I have. That, oh, we, that we shoot. made. Crap. Oh, well. Eh. Well. It's it's not that hot. The vanilla one. Put it on the docket. We'll put, put it, it on, on the docket. docket. I'll let it age. Maybe it'll age out the garbage flavor on it. The whiskey one is good, though. We'll do that one. Okay. But yeah, it's... I enjoy it. I mean, if I didn't like the beer, I wouldn't go back there and pay the outrageous prices for it, but it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, it is fun. And I think you you uh, blew the mind oh. of the Enemy of the Show. <laughs> <laughs> Fart and K, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He had uh, that was definitely an odd one for him. He had. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that uh, it's a little different than a Miller Lite. Yeah, as his uh, definitely tradition. Um, yeah, but he partook too. Oh, so of course. Cool. Oh no, it, it's it's good times. Maybe uh, yeah. Maybe we'll have to make that an annual event. I don't know. I only have some Dark Lord Day Day. <laughs> There you go, or something like that. Dark Dark Lord Day Day. There we go. Yeah, right. It's 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 a dark version of Dark Lord Day, and it's had its own day. (laughs) Sort of like if they were to start making a national National Day Day. (laughs) To celebrate all the national days. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's not my joke. I stole it from somewhere. I don't remember where. Otherwise, I would you know cite my sources. But anyway, as
1: we do. Jeremy, uh, a few updates from the last episode we recorded uh, where we had the Gaffel Gaffelkulsch. Um, solid beer. Yeah, the whole time I was saying Cologne, Germany. You idiot.
0: I didn't want to make <laughs> you feel bad. God. <laughs> Before the show, you said it was okay. <laughs> you can't prove anything.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's off the record. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Um, How is one supposed to pronounce it?
1: It was like just Kolm, like K-O-L-N.
0: Germans of the show right in.
1: Yeah. Well, this also has a French influence there, too, because it's so far west. And, yeah, good point. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, But it's spelled like Cologne. It's not
0: pronounced Cologne. <laughs> I should have just, just went way off base in that way. Because that way you're just like, oh, no, I'm doing that on purpose. Why, why would you say anything like that? It was a clever ruse. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cunning attempt to trick me. Yes. Eh.
1: We also talked about The Running Man. and Yeah, we did. <laughs> you said it was the best, uh, <laughs> I can't remember how, how we phrase it, but essentially the best appearance by a Family Feud host. Indeed. It, and it remains that way. In anything, well, I, and I had to go back. I had to look and see: is that true? So that was Richard Dawson. Yes,
0: it was the original
1: host of the feud. May he
0: rest in peace. And yes, I'm pretty sure. It's um,
1: tight. yeah, not too long ago, 2012, he
0: died. Oh, uh, longer than I
1: thought. Anyway, um, but let's look at some of the other hosts, Jeremy, and just verify. Okay, is he the ultimate actor of all? Oh, these? So, interesting. So, Richard Dawson hosted from 76 to 85, and then from 94 to 95... No, he came back. <laughs> he came back for a little bit, and that's because um, the show kind of sunk under the direction of comedian Ray Combs, and this is who I remember hosting Family Feud. Ray Combs. Um, if you see a picture of him, you probably recognize him. Outside of the Family Feud, really sad life, um that ended tragically at age 40. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> I'll let people read uh, read the wikipedia on that, but so it's safe to say he has did not have a lot of acting credits to his name. However, he did appear in WrestleMania 8 as himself. Oh, oh, really? Yes. That does no- Oh, this guy. Okay. And Survivor Series 1993 Survivor Series. Oh my so Oh god.
0: He had some interaction oh, no. in the what,
1: WWFE.
0: Oh. What happened? All the, like, you do a Google image search and, like, a whole bunch of uh, his disturbing headstone pop up. No. Look that one up, Michael. It's kind of messed up. Uh, I don't like that. Okay, uh, continue talking, please.
1: Well, you might not feel much better after this one. All right. Because from 99 to 2002, it was Louis Anderson. I like Louis Anderson. You do like Louie Anderson? Who doesn't
0: like Louie Anderson? He did like Louis. Louie. creep
1: you out? and That's
0: true. That's true. That's a good acting credit. It's, it's a great show. He's also in Baskets with Zach Galifianakis, and he plays Zach Galifianakis' mother. It's great. Oh, really? Yeah, it's awesome. He's so good in that show. He should have gotten an Emmy nomination. His mother. Okay. Louis Anderson yes. is the winner so far. Okay. Oh, better. So he's taking the crown from uh, Richard Dawson? Yeah, just because he's got a... I mean, granted, he was in that messed-up diving show. (laughs) Do you remember this? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, That was pretty disturbing, but uh, that was before he got a job with Zach Galifianakis. So uh, I'm giving it to Louis Anderson as of right now. Continue. All right, 2002 to 2006.
1: Beloved actor Richard Karn, Uh. (laughs) a.k.a. Al Borland from Home Improvement. Uh, uh, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) now I'm good. No, No, we're going to pass. We're not even going to (laughs) go. No. Also, holy crap, you were not kidding about Ray Combs. Holy Jesus. Yeah. Okay, anyways. (laughs) 2006 to 2010, John O'Hurley. Do you know who that is? John O'Hurley. I don't know him, but I'm on it. Continue. Tell me about John O'Hurley. He, he is better
1: known as Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, heck. Okay, I remember this now.
1: Yeah.
0: He's, he's funny. He doesn't, he's funny. Yeah. But. Doesn't, doesn't quite take it, though. No. No, no. no. I'm still going with Louis Anderson, although I know one that's coming up soon. Okay. Apparently, uh, Jay Peterman won
1: Dancing with the Stars, too. Oh, really? Yeah. And now, your your current host, (laughs) and great, lots of good memes out there of him just being exasperated uh, from on this show, Family Feud, Steve
0: Harvey, 2010 to present. Uh, So, uh, I have a fun story with this. Okay. Some years ago, my girlfriend and I had gone back to see my parents and my mom was just happened to be watching Family Feud one day and I'm like Steve Harvey. I'm like that's weird. Mm-hmm. But uh apparently he's as as you've said he gets exasperated at the slightest thing which is right. which is great but I also suspect that he has his people planting answers in the crowd or in in the team because oh. <laughs> Quiz show type controversy. Well, maybe not that bad, but uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're not real answers.
1: I see, I see.
0: Or if they're going to say something, he's got like some sort of like, don't say it like the like uh, punch up people because oh, gotcha. He was Take uh, two,
1: say it like this.
0: Um, because there was one where it's like top six things you do in the bathroom or, mm-hmm. or something like that, and one of the people said like going number 2 or something like that but then up on the uh on the board when they do like gross or like tv afternoon somewhat like oh that's scandalous yeah. sort of things like talking about pooping uh he wrote planting corn <laughs> on there <laughs> Well, I, planting corn. That, that was the euphemism for for taking a dump, and it, I've never heard. But, that yeah, I had neither, but uh, and we grew up in Iowa. The dude didn't even like say that. It was just what they had like number two slash planting corn or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of bl- ruined my brain for a while because I was laughing so hard. But uh, so for for that alone, I'm tempted to give it to Steve Harvey, but Louis Anderson I is am the best actor. Okay, you're giving it to Yeah, Louis. Louis. Dawson is amazing, but he only had the one role. And to be fair, it was as a game show host. Right, right, all right. <laughs> so there you go. That's 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 the feud. Definitive um, ranks. Watch Baskets, by the way. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Baskets. Baskets. Oh, that's at the, the uh, Zed Galfinakis show. He's uh I uh, gotcha. He's a uh, a failed French clown who has to go back home <laughs> and uh, takes up rodeo clowning. Oh gee, it, it's 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 bizarre. That is um. It's, f- it's funny, though. I enjoy it. Intriguing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Check it out.
1: Very good. Well, Jeremy, now that we're done with all that errata, um, we can move on to a regular segment called Bruise News. Brews News. Michael, what do we got? Uh, I've been hanging on to this item um, for a while now, because really? it happened back in, at the end of June, uh, but we were done with our recording sessions then, mm-hmm. and so I'm bringing it up now. The Brewers Association... And They have a lot of the craft beer stats that we read out on the show oh, and do yeah. quizzes about. They launched a seal to designate independent brewers. Interesting. Interesting. And, um, <laughs> uh, pre-show, <laughs> yeah. Um, I always look for the independent craft label. Um, yeah, exactly. So maybe you should look this up, Jeremy, All right, um, I'm on it. to get your take on the actual seal. I don't. I'm not. A, it's just weird not weird, but it's, it's, the text is all broken up. So this can be given to members of the craft or of the brewers association or just non-members too, as long as they meet the criteria set by the brewers association and um, they can use it freely. As long as there's a licensing agreement, mm-hmm. obviously I'm obvious, looking at they this. don't want to, Hey, you just got bought out. Oh, we're going to keep the label going. It's a way to clearly designate beers that are independent and craft you know i can understand why they did this because there's lots of macros out there as we're discovering either buying Mm -hmm. up craft breweries or you know putting their own like what is it like third shift is like coors i think yeah kind of some of these smoke screens up yeah Yeah. and so um it has quite a (laughs) <laughs> Bit of adoptions so far. Um, over fifteen hundred breweries have adopted the label mm-hmm. um, so far, and in, in about a month. Okay, label. Yeah, so the label is an upside down, like a silhouette of an upside down beer bottle. The thing that I don't like it says it's like the word "independent" is broken up, so it's like "independent," mm-hmm. and then it says "craft." I'm, I'm not a big fan of the label "craft beer." Yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb. It's kind of trendy. Um, we all know but... you hate trends, Michael. <laughs> I'm I'm that big old contrarian, but you know I I like the idea of a true freak label uh-huh. to put on. Put. put I was on... waiting for you to do that. <laughs>
0: a little South Park reference. Yeah, a little one
1: <laughs> to put on things. Uh, so it's clear, because I mean I think you and I have been caught sounding the macro horn when we didn't realize we were drinking uh macro uh, owned pro- brew probably.
0: Yeah. It sounds like something like we a, do.
1: What's the one that we had recently? The Golden Road. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that was a that A B and Bev, but it's a small outfit in LA that's owned by them. So um and it's not that those are necessarily bad, but if you really want to put your money where your mouth is and um support true independent craft beer, you know uh-huh. this is an easy way to do it. Um, there's an interesting stat that they cite here and in this article. While small and independent craft brewers represent 99% of the 5,300-plus breweries in the U.S., they make just 12% of the beer sold in the country. Yeah. The rest of the U.S. beer sales comes from a big beer along with imported brands. I believe it. So, you know it's a jungle out there. And I believe it. I guess it. this is just one way to help it out. Even to... The- Dogfish Head, which recently had a little tiff with the Brewers (laughs) Association, is using the label. Um, They recently left the Brewers Association out of a dispute over free speech (laughs) Um, because they didn't like some of the rules or standards. We know Dogfish Head likes to get a little blue in some of their beer names, and I think that's where things came to a head. But they're using the label nonetheless, which is kind of nice to see. So yeah, be on the lookout for that right. independent label, and uh, you'll probably start seeing it pop up more and more sus- on uh, the the beers that you're drinking. I suspect we will, Michael. Because um, we try to stick to these types of beers anyway. So. It's
0: it's true. We do try to stick to that. And uh, uh, speaking of which, do we have anything else?
1: Well, I have one more All right. thing. Oh, yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Of- go for that. Yeah. <laughs> so- Bosh Segway. <laughs> So, speaking of non-independent beer stuff. Yes. We, not too long ago, we talked about how Rate Beer was bought out by an arm of AB InBev. Oh, yeah. And um, they had a tweet that kind of tickled me because um, they recently like revamped their <laughs> app. And the tweet says, new lightning fast beer rating lookup from the most trusted name in beer, Rate Beer. Uh. Now free here. Yeah.
0: Maybe don't use that phrasing. Yeah.
1: And I, I i had to get in there. I just responded with
0: the most trusted name in news. Exactly. Trusted is such a vapid claim I mean, I in tru- the first place. I mean, I trust my Cheerios <laughs> in the morning to not poison me. I trust that my walls aren't going to cave in on me. They might, but... And how do you measure that,
1: anyway? I mean, how do you prove you're the most trusted?
0: You just, just say you are, Michael. God, <laughs> well, you're yeah. the most trusted name in... Uh, American pale male related beer podcasts. There, yes. I said it. Put it on the label.
1: <laughs> and so there's some nice uh, replies in there. I imagine that, the so. replies are delightful, Michael. Anyway, that's enough corporation versus the people
0: talk for now. Speaking of the people, Michael. Oh yeah, now that is a good segue. The the, the people demand things, Michael. Hmm. People demand. They demand a revolution. They do demand a revolution, and uh. What we have for you today is the first in a, in a series of themed beers for the month. Is that, yeah, is, that so a, yeah. is that accurate?
1: I think so. So this August, you know, we're going to be enjoying the summer, and we're going to do um, beers with fruity or summer-esque <laughs> adjuncts in them. Sumerian?
0: Um Sumerian. <laughs> yeah, S-U-M-M-E-R-I-A-N. Oh, yes. yeah. Come on, Michael. Sumerian adjuncts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Actually, I think all of them are fruit, except for the one we're doing this week. Yeah, I think they are, too. Pretty much
0: herbal. What is the beer, Jeremy? Michael, uh, in this most recent batch, I outsourced all of my my working, except for one, as we've established. Mm-hmm. And thanks to cousin of the show, who lives right around the corner from Revolution Brewing in lovely Chicago, Illinois, we have Rosa Hibiscus Ale on tap today.
1: Yeah, so hibiscus, I've had that in tea, maybe. Yeah, me too. Definitely not a beer. Me neither. And uh, so, yeah, give us a little info before we dive in on this one. I need to kind of wrap my
0: head around this. So, Michael, this is, in fact, a seasonal out of Revolution in Chicago. Uh, They describe this as a highly drinkable golden ale steeped with hibiscus flowers. Seventy pounds, side note, that's a lot of hibiscus, of hibiscus are used in the brewing process, resulting in a summer ale that has a natural tartness and a slight pink hue. We're getting pink beer, Michael. Yeah. Alcohol by volume is 5.8% with bitterness of 20 IBUs. It is seasonal, as we've established. What was the other revolution beer that's been done on the show? Was it anti-hero? Mm, um, actually, we I think we had that one. That one was part of a
1: series, a, a Christmas series we mm-hmm. did, and then we had um one of their more standard ones. Fist City? Yes. Okay. I thought so. Which is a... Both those other ones are IPAs, I believe. I believe so as well. One's like a shy PA or, or
0: something oh, to that effect. That's yeah. dumb name. Uh, <laughs>
1: I don't think they said that.
0: But according yeah. to their website, it's only available June, July, and August. So we are in primo Rosa time. Um, yeah. So I think an initial thanks to Cousin of the Show is in, in order. So thank you, Cousin of the Show. Thank you, yeah. I have more coming from you because... I outsourced it this time.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the can is very pink. Uh, some green on there has a hibiscus flower on there, a big fist, as the Revolution Brewing logo
0: would prescribe. Have you been to one of their uh, brew pubs, Michael? I have not, or, no. Or rather seen one of their tap handles? No, is it just a big fist? Yes, it is just a big fist, and they're all colored that is as nice. they are on the uh, on the cans. I believe Revolution was on its way
1: in, as I was on Ah, my way out of Chicago. That stinks.
0: Yeah. I was going to say one more thing. Oh, and the base is a golden ale, he said, right? I believe so. Yes, highly drinkable golden ale, steeped with hibiscus flowers. So, uh, Michael, I'm getting parched. How about we crack this thing open? Yes. In these lovely, lovely cans. It's in a can, yes. That smells different. And, by God, that's a pink beer. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of a... I mean, it's it's pink. There's it's no... It's lo-
1: like a really... Yeah. Like a rich pink color. Like, it's not like Barbie pink. It's like a...
0: Like a a semi-natural pink? Yeah. Like uh Maybe a, a rhubarb stock, perhaps? Or... Yeah,
1: yeah. Like a... There's a... A russet...
0: Hue in it. Now, Michael, if you had to describe hibiscus based on your limited exposure to it, how would you do so? Because it's been a good long time since I've had anything with hibiscus
1: in it. I know. Uh, I'm going to say very um, general things. So I'm saying like uh, botanical, flowery, um, staminy. I associate it with like vitamin C, and I think. Ah, Okay. I don't know, sometimes I throw, like, rosehip and hibiscus in with vitamin C. They do, that's true. Tablets. Yeah, so I associate with that kind of flavor, like a sour tartness. Well. But I don't know if it is or if that's, like,
0: the vitamin C or whatever, so. I mean, it is pure ascorbic acid, Michael. Right. So By definition. By definition, yes. It, it should, it, it better be tart. <laughs> but uh, how about you uh, dig in and let me know what yeah. you think, Michael. Okay. It smells like a beer. It does smell good. like a beer, and as stated, I do have a bit of a cold. So if I'm missing any of the uh, subtleties and delicate notes of a ha- hibiscus beer, hmm. I apologize.
1: Um, go ahead, Jeremy. I'm, okay. I'm using my Duval glass that you gave to me. I'm not. It's I'm, I'm using the same shaker I used last time. Ah, I. I mean, I have cleaned it, but it <laughs> yeah, good. Um, uh, it starts out like a kind of a standard beer, but then it gets this like. Um, herby taste, almost. And this I always usually is associated with a bad flavor, but almost medicinal.
0: A little bit, but not in a completely bad way. No, it's um, it does have a little bit of that natural tartness. Not, certainly not. It's not up sour. To, no, definitely not up to the level of a Berliner Weiss or anything of that nature. But it
1: almost has this a. Is, this is different. Yeah, it has like a like after you have a cough drop, it has like. And I hate, again, I hate to assign medicine flavors to it.
0: Or or a whorehound. Do you ever have those? What's that? Maybe it's a western, I don't know. It's essentially like a, like a really herby uh, cough drop sort of thing. Not like a Ricola or anything like that, but hmm. it's H-O-R-E. Yeah, not the other kind. Uh, apparently it's a, a, a flowering plant in the mint family. Hmm. Any, uh, anyway, anyway <laughs> hibiscus. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: I was, I have to say, I was expecting this to be more fruity. I don't, you know, just
0: because I had nothing else to go off of. But it's more herby to me. Most definitely. I th- I don't know why I'm getting this, but I suspect there's a little bit of orange peel in here to kind of bitter like it, that, uh, bitter it uh, a little, bitter little bit, but not... Pithiness? A little bit. Not like, not insane. Definitely not like a grapefruit sculpin or anything like that. Let me go in again.
1: It does have like the uh, er, an herbal tea flavor, which makes sense because I'm sure there's loads of teas with hibiscus in it. Very much um, so.
0: So in the front end, it just tastes like a a fairly regular golden ale, as established. Mm-hmm. The flavor definitely comes out on the back end. Yeah. Much lo- even after you swallow it. Very much so. Um. You know how like when you have a really strongly brewed tea, mm-hmm. you don't really. It's You taste it, but then you get that lamb basted with tea flavors at the, mm-hmm. at the end. It just kind of, like, plants itself, no pun intended, on your uh, tongue. <laughs> I, feel, yeah. I feel it's kind of like that. It, it's de- different for sure.
1: I, I can't decide if... I'm not, like, uh, ranting and raving out of the gate about it, but I'm not saying it's... I'm not disliking it either. I'm still trying to kind of, like, figure it out.
0: I, I think at the very least we can say this is an interesting experiment. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, well, as we've established, it's a pink beer, for crap's sake. And it doesn't have, like, Four loco Jolly Rancher-esque...
1: Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Although... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. It might benefit from a little um, citrus
0: flavor. Maybe a little bit,
1: but... uh, But not anything that would push it over the edge into that. Type of flavor.
0: Yeah. Um, An adjunct for the adjunct. Maybe like a little lemony flavor would go Yeah, around. a little lemon in the tea. A L- little bit of acidity would be nice. Um, mm-hmm. Michael, hibiscus rosa sinensis is described as having a number of medical uses in Chinese herbology. And I know how much you <laughs> fall into herbology. There, there is a series of pictures somewhere of Michael giving the bird to quackery in Las Vegas and it's pretty good. Quackery from all cultures. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. I'm just reading a Wikipedia page that happens oh, yeah. to say Chinese
1: phrenology <laughs> okay. on it, my bad. Yeah, reflexology, mycology, I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh, thing. I should become a uh, snake oil salesman uh you kind
0: of are. <laughs> if depending on how you think about it. Yeah. I do like vaccines. It's yeah, good good call. Anywho, this is a this is a noble experiment for me. I mm-hmm. like the fact that it has that it's doing something super weird because mm-hmm, hibiscus is weird and freaky, and not something what you would normally put in a beer, especially since it doesn't traditionally kind of fit in with the uh, with like the hoppy flavors or the hop family. Mm-hmm. What was it that was in the uh, the red? Hemp seed, that's what it was, oh. in the uh, the Chill Clinton from Exile. Oh, yeah. That was, that was weird, but hemp kind of fits in. It's in the same family as a hop, so, like... Jeremy, have you ever had an Old World beer? I don't
1: think so. Old World beer, or there's a more concise way of saying it. It's a beer that's brewed without hops, and they use, what... Is I think it's pronounced Gruit, G R U I T, Gruit, Gruit. I am, I am Gruit. <laughs> I am Gruit. Uh, that's just a mixture of. That was like before hops were really uh-huh. discovered, like literally in the Middle Ages. Sure. Or, I don't know, sixteen something. Uh, who knows? Um, they just used like a mix of herbs and like botanicals mm-hmm. and just to flavor the beer until hops were found to be good at preserving beer, and then that's they predominantly use hops for that reason. I think I've had one once, and I it was so long ago, I can't remember anything about it. Uh, might be something to look out for. Interesting. Or maybe you can only find it on tap. but um, That's entirely possible. So I think th- this is kind of making me, putting me in that mindset with it, this botanical, herby flavor.
0: Medicinal is kind of,
1: it seems like a slam against it. Because when you think medicinal, I think like,
0: P U cough syrup, yeah, ew, ew. kids turning up their noses, like chugging one of those things of uh, like Dexotussin or something like that to go see Ugh. weird shapes on the wall or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's not like that. No. It's
1: more like a herby medicinal, like old witch in a hut in Zelda stirring a potion, something like that. Like witch hazel, that kind of medicine. I, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know
0: if that's true or not. I just, I like that word. But I'm kinda of torn on this one. Me too. Like I wanna give it praise
1: for doing something different, but at the same time I'm not quite sure if it's um hitting all the notes for me, if it's if it's one that I'd really
0: reach for. Should
1: we just get into the rating then?
0: Yeah, let's do that. Um I'll let you go. Hmm. Well, I'd like to thank Cousin of the show for giving us such an oddball because I Yeah. Even, we've had nothing like this. I'm before. out in Chicago somewhat frequently a couple times a year for concerts festivals shindigs what have you Mm -hmm. but i don't know if i would have grabbed this one so kudos to you on that one um we're always looking for a challenge and people that give us beer so um (laughs) but i'm gonna go in for a sip of judgment on this one michael
1: yeah go ahead yeah, the can
0: kind of screams for
1: loco, just
0: the color a scheme bit. on it, but, um, but that, it's not. If it didn't have those bold white outlines, it would feel a lot more like it. Yeah. um, The beer base itself is pretty bland. It's, it's a well-done golden ale, but, I mm-hmm. mean, a, a golden ale by itself is only going to be so interesting. Unless there's something weird about it, like there's wheat in it, or there's... Hers is this. ABV, or or, yeah. or they freeze it and pull chunks of ice off the top of it. An icebach, golden oh, ale. Dude, an icebach, ice hibiscus,
1: <laughs> hibiscus. I don't know. That's the winter variety of this, and the
0: fist is blue. I'm, um, I'm re- Jesus, <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching here, but yeah, they definitely get points for trying things with the hibiscus, and to their credit, the. The hibiscus flavor is pretty well balanced. It doesn't, it's not overwhelming like some things may happen in a, uh, an experimental beer, like say with <laughs> peaches or mangoes or whatever. You're, you're not doing a spit take or anything. Oh, Lord no. Um,
1: no, it's, it's enjoyable. It's very It, it,
0: it is very sippable. I, however, I don't know if it would pass the, the cooler test. Just because it is so weird, it would pass the. You have to try this test though. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, well, when are you going to have pink beer just sitting around and let, with that mm-hmm. doesn't have any oddball uh, Saint Patrick's Day esque coloring to it? Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. Um. Sip a judgment to sip harder. One second. <laughs> the sequel. Whoa. Jeremy, you don't do this often. I don't. I'm usually pretty usually decisive. You go in after the,
1: you don't even need a sip one, but second sip here. It's true.
0: I'm going to give this one a three point two five. I was leaning between three and, well, three to be honest, but it does mm. get it gets extra points for the, just the novelty factor. Yeah. Um, I'll go in for a sip of the judgment here. It. Maybe it's because I don't really remember what hibiscus tastes like. Could be that, too. Yeah, just an unfamiliarity. Maybe if I knew what it was supposed to taste like, I could have more respect for it. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't.
1: Your analysis, I think I can't really add much to it. Mm -hmm. It is worth trying. And maybe there's people out there that are really going to like this who like that herbal tea flavor. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's missing, like like we said, a little maybe citrus would make it a little... I think a l- More,
0: little bit of lemon, not in a shandy fashion, mind you. Right. But maybe a, like an aroma hop that would put off like lemon verbena or something like that. Yeah. Um, I will balance your
1: 3.25 with just straight three, I think. Okay, that's, that's fair. Because I, I was going between the two as well, and I think... Between the two of us, maybe we would want to give it a 3.125, <laughs> but that's a little crazy. Zero. So um, I'll just do it manually. I,
0: I think that is probably pretty accurate.
1: Right. But you know what? This does make me want to try more Revolution Brewing beers.
0: Absolutely. Just because uh, it's
1: like, oh, they're doing this? What else are they working on? Because else it's are, are they to doing? Something that is going to be just right up my alley. That's a little weird, a little different that you can't get anywhere else.
0: I'm heading. Um, I'm heading out that direction in uh, early September, so I'll have to ooh. wrangle some, and you'll we'll have to get together in the fall. Keep one
1: eye open, gripping your beer stein tight, and uh... <laughs> exit light. <laughs> exit light beer. Yeah. Enter cracker. Oh wow! Okay, nice. Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like. I like that. Michael, hit me up with the yeah. uh, the social media yeah. plug, sir.
1: All right. So, you can check us out online a lot of places. Uh, Find out what snarky remarks we're making to various (laughs) brewers' associations and beer apps. Um, You can do that on Twitter at APMPod. Also on Facebook. Facebook.com slash APMPod is a good way to get in touch or get in touch directly. APMPod at gmail.com. We'll set you up there too. Um, We have a YouTube page where we put little clips because you know you like to hear our voice. Everywhere, it's true. In any format, it's true. Um, that's APM Pod Two. Subscribe there to get regular updates. Also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, anywhere where you get your podcast. Um, leave a rating or review if you can on any of those. But uh, yeah, get in touch, subscribe.
0: We'd love to hear from you. Indeed, we would. So do it. Is that another one down the down the gullet there, Michael? That's another one down the old gullet. For Michael, I'm Jeremy. For
1: Jeremy, I'm Michael, and you've been listening to American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.